y'all are here this morning. It's a little light, but we will get through this. Uh, I think most of y'all probably have already heard that uh, Annie Price passed away Saturday morning. And uh, the funeral service will be uh, this coming Tuesday, uh, April the 13th at 11 a.m. up here at Alexander's Midway Funeral Home. Right there, it's on the corner of 199 and Jaybird Lane. Right there at the light. And uh, she will do, will do the service uh, in, in their chapel. Then we will take her down to uh, Azerland for the burial. And then after that, we will come back up here to the church with the family and we will serve them a meal. And uh, if anybody can help with some food or some help, we would really appreciate it. This all was kind of last minute notice and everything. And, uh, but if, there's, if you can help with anything, if y'all will see Linda right after church and get with her, and uh, we'll get things set up. But uh, I talked with the family yesterday, and you know, everybody's really upset and everything. Annie uh, was right, 84 years old. And, uh, but she's had many problems, but uh, she's home now. That's one thing about Annie, she loved the Lord. So we know where she's at. And the family, that, that is just a big comfort to them knowing that uh, their mother is home. And uh, she's okay now. She's not sick anymore. She's not hurting. But uh, she's in the presence of her Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And that's where she's wanted to be for quite a while. I know I've talked to her earlier and everything. And she would always say, Bill, I'm ready to go anytime he's ready for me. And that's just the way she felt. So I know that uh, she's rejoicing in heaven right now. And uh, so I just want to, and there will be visitation if you're interested, if you want to go. It'll be Monday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. at the funeral home. And uh, I know the family would love to see you and everything. Uh, but uh, so we lost Annie and uh, the girls were telling me they hoped to be back in church for long. Lanelda, she had a battle with that COVID stuff. Uh, Betty, with those knees, she almost went home to be with the Lord. But he brought her through it. Peggy's got a lot of underlying problems that I didn't realize she had all that till I got to talking with her. And many of them are scared still to get out because of all this COVID. But uh, they say they're going to be at that funeral home and they're going to be there to greet people. They said they're just tired of this stuff. So I'm hoping that they will be back in church here pretty quick. And uh, so y'all keep that family in prayer. And, and to Roy, he wasn't here this morning playing 
uh, the guitar, he's got bad shoulders. He couldn't even hardly move. So he's home, and so y'all keep him in prayer and thank Gene for being able to play and get up there. Uh, we need to get some musicians. I don't know what's going on. I guess Rhonda's left us. This will be four weeks. Have not heard anything. And uh, so, I hope she's all right. But I've tried to call her. I don't get an answer. So, anyway, I'm not going to give up on her because I love her. And uh, maybe, maybe some things are going on that she's working through herself. So, y'all keep Rhonda and Becky and the whole family in prayer. And, uh, but uh, this morning, I just want to bring you uh, a message. Uh, I've entitled this message, Less We Forget. Less We Forget. How many of us through the week, in our everyday life, and the goings about, do we think about Jesus? What he's done for us. What he's still doing for us. And many times, we forget to thank him when he does something for us. We go to prayer. He answers those prayers. How many of us fall on our knees and thank him for answering prayer? A lot of times it just goes over our heads and we just actually forget to give him praise and to give him thanks. That's kind of what this is this morning. You know, in the book of Revelations, we see words of a song that they sang in heaven today. And it's in Revelations chapter 4, verse 11. And the angels and the, and the cherubim are all singing this song before God. You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. You have created all things. And for your pleasure, they are and were created. Things were created for God's pleasure. That includes us. God created us to love Him, to worship Him, to serve Him, to honor Him. And so often, the only time we do this, and if we really do it, is Sunday morning. What about the rest of the week? How many of us think about it? I know you get busy and everything, but that is one thing that I do when I get up in the mornings, I get up early. I open up my Bible. I read, I do some studying, and I pray. I'm thanking God for each one of you. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for your health. I'm praying for your well-being. I'm praying that God will be with you in whatever it is you're doing to keep you safe and to watch over you and your family. I'm praying for this church, that this church will grow. I'm praying that this COVID mess will just disappear and get out of here. You know, and I hate to say it, but the Bible tells us when it gets toward the end of the days, there will be a falling away from the church. There will be a falling away. People will quit coming. 
They'll quit worshiping God. They're going to go back into the world and start worshiping the world again, just like they used to do before they got into church. Many of us don't think about that, and many of us don't even know that's what the Bible says. We have to open up God's Word and see what God is saying to us. God will speak to you each and every day if you will open up His Word. Say, Lord, if you've got a Word for me today, show it to me. I'm going to tell you what, you're going to be surprised that when you turn some of those pages, what you're going to see. You're going to say, well, hey, I've read this over and over again, but... I see something entirely different today that I've never seen before. God's opening up our eyes to something new, to something that He is going to do, something that He may be doing right now in your life. I'll bet you right now, every one of you have a prayer that you've gone to God with and you're waiting for Him to answer it. How many of you, when you have prayed, have already begun to thank God for the answered prayer? That's what God wants, faith. When we pray, if you've got faith in God, you ought to already be saying, Lord, I thank you for hearing my prayer. I thank you for answering my prayer. Lord, I thank you for what you are going to do. And many of us don't even pray. We just, it, 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 it's not that you don't want to pray. You, you forget it. You neglect it. I do sometimes. I've got things that uh, I want to pray about and I'll get busy doing something. Then all of a sudden, maybe later that day, oh, I need, I need to pray. Sometimes I get things going. And you know, my, my mind isn't where it should be sometimes. It's on other things. And my mind should have been on God. Talking to Him. Discussing things with him. Lord, what is it? What is it you see that you can show me that I need to do different than what I'm doing now? How can I bring more people into this church? How can I bring more people in to worship you, to serve you, to love you, to honor you, to give you glory? He is going to open up some doors that we don't see yet. I know this. I feel it. The things are going to happen. You know, and I guess I'm probably one of the most impatient people there is. Because I warned it yesterday. I think we're all like that. But it's going to be in God's timing, in God's way, and how God wants to do it. And we have to remember this. God said that our ways are not His ways. For His ways are higher than our ways. His ways are as high as the heavens. We can't even begin to imagine or see what God sees ahead of us. God sees everything that's going on in our lives. He sees where our lives are going. He sees what's out there. You know, I had some uh, people every now and then that lose a loved one, and that's one thing, that's one of the first things they'll ask. Why did God 
take my loved one. David, could you put uh, Isaiah 57, verse 1 on the board? God gives us an answer. Notice what it's saying. The righteous perish, and no man lays it to heart, or no man really thinks about why. He lays it to his heart, and merciful men are taken away. No one considered that the righteous are taken away from the evil that is to come. See, what did I say a while ago? God sees things way ahead of what we see. He sees things that's going to happen in people's lives. It's his children. And he is not going to allow sometimes his child to go through some things. He will will bring them home to him where they don't suffer and go through those things. Put up number two, verse two. It says, and he shall enter into peace. They shall rest in their beds, each one walking in his uprightness, in God's uprightness. God gives us rest that we have never had before. You'd be surprised at some of the people I've talked to that has been in these hospitals say, if I could just get some peace, if I could just get rest. I am so tired. See, that's what Annie was saying. I tell you, I am so tired. Hospitals after hospital after hospital. God saw what was going on. He saw she was getting tired. He watches over his children. He wants us to be with him. You know, we, as a family, when we lose someone, we see them leaving us and going away. But God sees it opposite. He sees them coming home to Him. And one day, we will all, if you, if you have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, we will all one day be together again in heaven. Never again to say goodbye. No more sickness. No more death. No more sorrow. It's past. It's gone. These former things, the Bible says, has passed away. They are no more. There's no, there's no, and there's no sin in heaven. There's no sin. How many of us? Notice my. Less we forget. How many times do we forget what God's got in store for us over what the world has got in store for us? The world don't care anything about you, but God does. And God wants us in His presence. You know, like I said, God created us to bring pleasure to Him. We were created so that we could bring pleasure to God to be His children, to love Him, to worship Him, to serve Him. 
He loves us. And He wants us so close to Him. He wants us to love Him just like a father. And it says, but how many people actually live today? How many people actually live today to bring pleasure to God? Most of the people living today are living to bring pleasure to themselves. And God's not even involved in it. They're not even thinking about God. We are to bring pleasure to God. You know, the Bible tells us and it tells us to give glory and praise and thanks to God. And like I said a while ago, I just wonder how many of us take the time when you get up in the morning, Lord, I thank you for this day and for what you're going to do in my life this day. You know, it was one of my prayers. You see, when I get up in the morning, I still do it. I say, Lord, if there's somebody out there that I need to speak to, put us together. Put us together. Let us meet. And you would be surprised how many different people I ran into that I got to say something about the, about the Lord too. And most of the time, they started it. I said, Lord, thank you. And, and the Lord opened the door for me to tell somebody about Him, about His love, how good He is. And, you know, but He says that we are to praise God. I want to give you about three scriptures here that... that, that that verify what I'm saying. First one is Psalms 106, 1. It says, Praise the Lord. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. For His mercy endures forever. Aren't you glad God's mercy endures? That He doesn't give up on us the first time we mess up? Every one of us would be on our way to hell right now if that was the case. No. God's mercy endures. He hears our prayers. We mess up. He forgives us. When we come to Him with our heart and ask for forgiveness, He forgives us. God knew that we were not going to be perfect people. 1 John 1.9 If we will confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God knew that we were... We had flesh. We were weak. And we had an enemy out there that was going to try to beat us to death. Even old Paul, as good a man as that wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, he said something. I don't know why I do the things I know I shouldn't do, and I don't do the things I know I should do. How many of us are like that? We do things we know we shouldn't do and we, and we don't do the things we know we should do. That's flesh. And we have said it and we have said it a number of times. You're still in the flesh man and you still have the spirit. That flesh and that spirit are at war with each other. The flesh is trying to drag you away from God and the Spirit is trying to pull you to Him. You have to figure out which one's the strongest and which one's going to win. 
That's up to you. And many of us don't understand. We think, oh God, don't you even... Yes, God cares. He cares about each one of us. He wants us to be strong in the Spirit. He wants us to be stronger in the Spirit than we are in the flesh. Do y'all realize whose Spirit is in you? It's the Holy Spirit. And just like the Bible says, for greater is He who is in you than He who is in the world. Greater is the Spirit of God inside of you than the devil who is out in the world. And that devil is going to tempt you and pull you but if you'll trust that spirit and get a hold of that spirit, that spirit will wrap his arms around you and hold you and the devil can't move you. But you're going to have to get a hold of that spirit and you're going to have to let that spirit get a hold of you. Uh, here in Hebrews, no. Here in Colossians 3.17 is another, is another scripture. It says, And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, whatever you do, whether it's what you speak or what you do out in life, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God for the Father through Him. Giving thanks to God. Hebrews 13, 15. Therefore, by Him, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God. This, excuse me, that is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to His name. The fruit of our lips. The Spirit produces fruit. The fruit of our lips is praise and honor and glory given to God. We speak it. We're honoring God because of His love for us, for the way He loves us and cares for us. And you know, I'm going to be honest with you. There are times when it's hard to offer praise because we really don't feel like praising God. How many of you have had those days that you didn't feel like giving praise? Maybe you had something coming against you. Maybe the devil made a visit to your house. Maybe the devil made you mad. Maybe the devil came against you. Maybe the devil told you lies that you believed. Therefore, you were angry. And now you're blaming God and you don't feel like praising God. You know, maybe Satan, like I said, made a visit to our lives. Maybe we're not feeling good that day. Maybe, we got, maybe we're a little bit sick. But you know, maybe even tragedy struck. And you don't feel like praising God. Why did we just read a while ago sometimes why a person is taken away? Consider that the next time that you get angry over the loss of a loved one or loss of a friend. Think about their life. You probably know them better than most people. What kind of life did they live? What was they going through? Are they better off with God? Are they not suffering anymore? Are they now free of all the things 
that was pulling them down. Are they free? God's the only one that can answer that. But you have to trust God. You have to trust in God. You know, we know that the devil is going to come and make visits to us. He's going to come and try to draw you and pull you away from Christ. Maybe somebody say, well, Bill, is that in the Bible? Yes, it is. And probably most of you know where I'm going to go. John 10, 10. Listen to what it says. This is Jesus himself speaking. It says, the thief, Satan, comes but not for except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That is his whole job. That's all he wants to do. He steal from you. He wants to kill you. He wants to destroy your faith and your hope. He will tell you lies. He will lie to you. Matter of fact, even the Bible itself tells us that Satan is the father of all lies and the truth is not in him. Everything that he says, is, it contradicts the word of God. So if you've got something coming against you and it's contradicting the word of God, rebuke it. Get it out of there because that's Satan. It's not God. It's not God speaking to you. God does not contradict himself. But the thing about it is, is you've got to know what the Word of God says to know if the devil's coming against you. Because the devil can make things sound really good. But it's not nowhere near as good as what God can. The Bible does not say give thanks and praise unto the Lord when you feel good. It tells us, no, give thanks unto the Lord because He is good. He's good all the time. And all the time He's good. God is never not good. He is constantly good, constantly loving us, constantly doing what's best for us, sometimes whether we see it or not. We are to praise God because He is worthy to be praised. Regardless of what we are going through, regardless of how we feel that day, regardless of what Satan has told you. You know, we have to remember to give God praise and thanks. There's a story in the Bible and it's, it's in Luke chapter 17 and uh, this here is, God, is Jesus coming along and there's ten men and they approach Jesus. They're outcasts. They're lepers. But they approach Jesus. Jesus doesn't tell them to go away. I don't want nothing to do with you. It says Jesus healed all that came to him. He even heals a leper. And you know, there's something strange about that too. In Jewish belief, leprosy, the Jewish people believed that God himself put leprosy upon man for a great sin that they had committed and this is God's punishment to them. And only God could heal the leprosy. Not the priest 
or anyone, anybody else. Just God. Well, just think about who healed them. God. He healed all ten of them. But God was kind of disappointed in nine of them. Why? Because they didn't thank God. Listen to what it says here. When only one man returned to give thanks and praise to God, Jesus made a statement. He said something. In Luke 17, verse 17 through 18, Jesus is now speaking. He says, And Jesus answering said, Were there not ten cleansed? Were there not ten lepers that I cleansed? But where are the other nine? Only one stopped to give thanks and praise to God for his healing. One. And he wasn't even a Jewish person. He was a foreigner. So you think that God's not asking us that today? Why did you not give thanks when I answered your prayer? Why did you not give thanks? You ask. You needed this to happen in your life. I did it. How come you're not thanking me? Don't you appreciate it? God took time to hear your prayer. He took time to answer your prayer. He took time to do what you ask Him to do. When God answers these prayers, we need to thank Him. We need to thank Him with our heart. It says, God, like I said, God is still asking this question today. How come you didn't give thanks? Many times I think we don't even realize it was God that answered our prayer. We prayed. Everything worked out fine. Maybe somebody said, oh, well, it's okay, God. Everything's okay now. It worked out. Not realizing that God had answered their prayer. He took care of things. We should put as much emphasis in thanking God for what He has done as we do in pleading with Him when we need something done. We certainly don't mind going to him when we need something. But when he does something, why can we not take that few minutes to thank him? I know that sometimes maybe he's answered a prayer, you're so, you're so thankful of it, you even forget to thank God. Because you're, you're so excited he answered your prayer. <clears throat> this is what the man who healed was healed of leprosy did. He came back and gave praise to God. He already started back. Jesus told these men, go show yourself to the priest. And they were healed as they went. They could see themselves being healed. But when that one man came back, God said something to him that he didn't say to the, any of the other nine. He said, because of what you have done, I, you are made whole. He wasn't just healed, he was made whole. If most of you know anything about leprosy, many times 
You can lose body parts. You can lose fingers, ears, nose, toes, whatever. If this man lost any body part, God had restored it. He said, you are made whole. You are made complete. Now the others, we don't know. Because they didn't come back to Jesus. If they lost body parts, probably they still missing body parts. He healed them of leprosy, but he didn't make them whole. Like he did this one who turned and came back. We have to remember, when we come to God, we're putting our faith in God. It says, without faith, we cannot please God. So when we come to God, we have to come to Him in faith, believing He is who He is. It says, then He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. He's a rewarder, if according to your faith. Matter of fact, how often did Jesus say, go and let it be according to your faith. If you believe, then you've got what you asked for. You know, I'm just wondering what would you think of a person who is always coming to you and asking you for something? And you did it, but he never offered a thank you. How would you feel? You were always there for them. Always there ready to help. And when you got your help, you never even offered to thank you. See, that's the way God looks at things. We're always asking God for stuff, but how many times do we take the time to thank God for what He did? People are just like that. Once they get what they want, they forget about it. Until the next time. Like I said, praise God, His mercy endures forever. You know, that's just the way we can do. You know, we can God do this, God do that. Then God grants our request and we forget to thank Him. You know, I hope that when we come before God that we're always ready to give Him praise and to give Him thanks. When you come to God, I hope you are expecting to receive something from God. Are you expecting when you pray, are you expecting God to answer your prayer? You should be. If you've got faith in God, you should be expecting Him to answer your prayer. You ought to already be saying, Lord God, thank you that you heard me. Thank you, Lord, for the answer that's on its way. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. In other words, faith is something that we're hoping for and knowing we're going to get even though we don't see it. We're positive we're going to get it. That's faith. Do you have that kind of faith? That's the kind of faith Jesus wants us to have in Him. It's to believe before we see it. What about old doubting Thomas? What did Jesus tell him? Thomas would not believe 
that Jesus had got off the cross and he had come to visit the disciples. They told him. See, Thomas wasn't there the first time he came. And they was telling Thomas about how Jesus had came and visited him. He said, no, I won't believe it unless I can put my finger in the nail-scarred hand. Unless I can put my fingers in the spears piercing in his side. I won't believe it. Well, guess who showed back up? Jesus walked in there. He walked right straight to Thomas. He said, Thomas, put your finger in my hand. Thomas, put your hand in my side. Thomas fell to his knees and on his face saying, Lord my God. What did Jesus say? Blessed are those who have seen, but more blessed are those who have believed and not seen. Finally, Thomas saw. But he would have been a whole lot more blessed if he would have believed before he actually had to be have it proven to him. That's the way we are. We should believe what God's Word says and not have to have it proven to you. When you pray, pray believing. Pray that God's going to answer your prayer and start thanking Him. We should give God thanks for everything He has done for us. Matter of fact, even Scripture commands us to worship and praise Him. That's why we were created. That's why we are children of God. We were created to worship Him, to love Him, to honor Him, because He is worthy. I'm going to ask the band to come up. And I'd just like for you to think about some of the things I've said this morning. How many of us are giving thanks to God before we even see the answer? How many of you believe that God hears your prayers? How many of you believe that God wants to touch your lives? You know, I want to give praise to God for touching Curtis back here. He was in the hospital. He was afibbing all over the place. God healed him. He's here this morning. He was released out of the hospital yesterday. Curtis has faith. He believed God was going to touch him. God did touch him. And Curtis has thanked God for it too. I guarantee you. God wants our faith. He wants us to trust Him. He wants us to come to Him. He wants us to have a relationship with Him. What kind of relationship do you have with God? Have you ever just thought about it? What is my relationship with God? How close am I to God? Do I believe everything that God's Word says? I hope you do. The Bible says that that the, the Bible is the infallible Word of God. It is the inspired Word of God, which is saying God inspired each writer to write down in that Bible 
exactly what God told them to put in there. That was done by the Holy Spirit. The Bible is the infallible Word. There's no mistakes. His Word is true. It will remain true. It will always be true. I don't care what the devil tells you. I would believe God way before I believe what the devil says. If you're here today, you say, Lord, and this is a good prayer, Lord, help me with my faith. A man prayed that to Jesus. He had a son. They kept falling in the fire and the devil trying to drown him and everything else. And the, and the disciples could not cast the demon out. Jesus showed up and immediately he cast that demon out. They asked him, why could we not cast the demon out? He said, because your lack of faith. How many of you got lack of faith? How many of you believe what the Word of God says? God knows whether you do or not. But if you're here today and you want to say, Lord, give me more faith. Help me to serve you like you want me to serve you. If you need to, we have an altar up here you can come kneel for. If you are going through something, you've just been maybe a sickness or something going on in your life, you'd just like to have a prayer and be anointed with oil, I'd love to pray for you and anoint you with oil. I tell you right now, just like I tell everybody, I can pray for you, I can anoint you with oil, I can lay hands on you, but God heals you. So if y'all will, if you need something, come down.